Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Joined by my producer, Brendan Thomas. You know, going back to the younger generation topic, I just realized maybe I'm in that older generation because I work at the school district and I had a kid come up to me. It's like, hey, I'm listening to classic rock music. I'm like, oh, really? Uh, What bands? Oh, Green Day, uh, Nirvana. I'm like, that's when I was born. Oh, no. Am I in the classic (laughs) rock genre? There you go. I don't want to be that yet. I still want to feel young. I I don't think 90s should be in classic. It is interesting because I'm from the generation when they first had rock and roll and it was considered this horrible, crazy music by the adults. (laughs) And we thought they were so square. But then I get older and it's like, well, I don't like this kind of rock. I like the kind of rock they played when I was growing up. So it's always relative. I definitely remember watching a video about elders reacting to some really old performances of Elvis Presley. And they were describing how their parents thought, well, Elvis is just shocking. How could he sway his hips like that? And, oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. They were outraged by Elvis. Yeah, but they were like, are you kidding me? This is great music. He's tame compared to anything we oh, have today. Are you kidding sure. me? <laughs> All right. So let's get into some local news stories. I have some really, really sad stories here today. Let's start off in Santee. The Santee Drive-In Theater has been sold, unfortunately. It's right now in escrow to a Los Angeles-based development firm called North Palisades Partners. I hope I'm saying that name right. But they are planning to build a 291,000 square foot industrial building at the 13.5 acre site. The Santee Drive-In has been very historic in San Diego's history. It first opened up in 1958. Michael Cohn, C-O-Y-N-E is how you spell his last name. Santee's principal planner has said that we are still waiting for all the environmental documentation and historical resource studies. Escrow likely won't close until they get all their entitlements. It'll be at least six months before it goes to the city council. So therefore, the Santee drive-in is still going to be open for six more months right now. But as for everything else, it's still up in the air what's going to be happening. Well, that's the end of an era because movie theaters, drive-in movie theaters have been going out for years and years and years. It would have been interesting during COVID when all the indoor movie theaters were closed down. You'd think that drive-ins could have flourished during that time since I people thought... could be alone in their own cars. I don't think they were open, though. Oh, no, they were open. I just I, They were I open? even during COVID? Yeah, and I thought they were actually doing pretty well business, to be honest. Like, my wife and I, our first date was actually towards the Santee Drive-In, and during the whole And they they were open during the COVID? Uh Oh, that's interesting. And during the COVID situation, too, we went to go see a movie. But I will say, I thought it would be more packed than usual when we went to those movies, too, at the same time, but they weren't. They were pretty pretty empty And some of them are dangerous. There used to be the joke, when you go to the theater, you need to pack your own gun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But now there's only one drive-in theater left open, and it's down in South Bay towards Imperial Beach in the Chula Vista area. And that one actually has three theaters, unlike the—and I put theaters in quotes, three screens, I should say. But the Santee one has two. But still, it's a very sad moment, in my opinion. I remember my very first movie I ever watched uh, was at the Santee Drive-In, and I got to watch The Mummy, and it gave me nightmares as a kid. (laughs) But still. Well, when I was in high school and college, going to the drive-in had little to do with the movie. It was more about going out on a date. (laughs) I still remember a routine from the comedian George Carlin, where he was pretending to be a radio disc jockey, and he goes, Hey, kids, where are you going with that date of yours this Saturday night? How about going to the Makeout Drive-In Theater? There's no fuss, there's no 
line, there's no movie either, Jack. Yeah, anyway, that's right. That's yeah, you, you would barely watch the movie at that point. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was there for the movie sometimes. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I say something. Boy, you are of the older generation, Brendan, if you're admitting you went to a drive-in for the purpose of seeing the movie. Well, to go along with your theater aspect, I mean, look at Regal Cinemas. They had a file for bankruptcy, and all their Regal Cinemas are closing. So It was a joke, and you go to the store, and you still see Regal gift cards being sold, and I'm saying, who's buying these I things? I hope they don't. Can you imagine it's, somebody opening up one of these as a gift during COVID? That's a great it's, gift. It's a shame that I'm going to have to tell my future generation, like, hey, I used to head to stores, department stores. Do you remember Sears? Do you remember Bed Bath Beyond? Or Buy yeah, Buy? it's they all, all are, online now. Yep, you have to shop online. So, And it takes the fun out of things, I think, in my opinion. It does. Something about going in the store, seeing the object physically, talking to those employees. And I practically physically. live on the internet. I'm on the internet all day for the kind of work that I'm into, writing and radio and podcasts. But I love doing things where I'm not on the internet. Mm -hmm. Even when I call a company for information or to pay a bill, it's as if the recording is saying, hey, what a moron you are for not checking us out online. Didn't you know you could <laughs> check us out online instead of being on the phone? I'm going, oh, I'd like to do one or two things not online. Or the other thing too is I'll have a question and I don't know how to actually ask the question. They're like, if you have a question, you can oh, go online. Oh, and that automated like, voice system. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. We cannot understand your message. Uh, can you did you say one or two. I, just, oh, I said four. I How is that even worse? I hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> Some other news in Santee. There's an old schoolyard where the Santee Elementary School used to be at and it closed down after so many years. And so far it's been growing grass and doing nothing. Finally, I have an update on that whole situation. They're actually going to be building a car dealership there, which in my opinion, I'm in favor of because it's gaining more local business in Santee. But I understand that my wife is not too happy because it's a historical building. That's the first ever elementary school building that Santee ever had in the city. Well, your wife should be comforted because pretty soon just having a car lot is going to be a historical monument <laughs> in the state of California. Well, uh, so the historicity will not be lost on this. Uh, or at least a car lot that sells motors instead yeah, of just electric vehicles right. everywhere. I don't know if you heard that news too, that uh, California is no longer going to be selling diesel trucks anymore by 2036. So now all trucks are going to be electric. But I'm like, but they're carrying heavy loads they're doing everything the they can to drive people out of the state so that they could tax the rest of us to pay for all the people that don't live here anymore. And it's a that, nightmare. On that same bill, companies are going to have to pay tariffs if they enter into the state with diesel trucks delivering grocery items to California or, you know, different items. To, to go with California. the tariff you're going to have to pay if you want to move your business out of the state. And your business <laughs> was making so much money. I know. It's going to be way too much money to begin with. So I don't know what their idea is. Again, it's a lot of ideas that sound good. But if you look at it, it's not really smart at all. The science tells us that these electric cars are more harmful to nature. And again, we don't have the technology or the infrastructure to even have all these electric cars out by that time still. So I have no idea what they're thinking. And I hope that by 2035, because we still have 12 more years until they can change their mind and say, you know what? Maybe this was a bad idea. Let's get back to a hybrid car. They'll change their minds if they get voted out of office. Politicians usually don't care about facts or the long-term results. They just care about catering to the special interest groups, keeping them in present power. Right, right. Let's move on to our next topic. San Diego is known as a house poor city. And so this is a new study that's coming from the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, according to this new study, several cities in San Diego, including San Diego itself, has ranked in the top 20 
of the most burdened cities for homeowners in the nation. This study was conducted in April of 2023 and shows that 40% of homeowners in Oceanside, San Diego, and Chula Vista are considered house poor. So what does this term house poor mean? It's used to describe homeowners who are spending more than 30% of their income on housing costs, as explained in the study. Analyzed median household income and median monthly housing costs across more than 9 million households located in the most populated 170 census-defined places via the U.S. Census Bureau's American Community Survey were taken in this survey. Those cities that were ranked based on the percentage of homeowners who spend more than 30% of their household income on monthly housing costs, including payments for mortgages, deeds of trusts, contracts to purchase, or similar debts on the property— real estate taxes, natural disaster insurance, utilities and fuels, monthly condominium fees, plus mobile home costs like personal property taxes, site rent, registration fees, and license fees were all accounted for in this. So you got to keep that in mind. So to note one of the things before we get into the specifics of everything is that they said that 27.4% nationwide are considered in the term of house poor. So they're spending a lot of money. Are they doing studies as to how many of those houses are underwater debt-wise as far as the mortgage goes? Or is that not part of this? That's not part of this, apparently. So this is just based off of how much are they really spending in their taxes and how it's not really affordable to be living in these areas, it's sounding like. To get into some of the more specific stuff... The top three, two of the three are not surprising in the slightest to me. New York and Los Angeles were number three and number two, being the most house poor homeowners. Number one kind of surprised me quite a bit was Hialeia, Florida, which is a suburban area of Miami. That kind of surprised me that that one specific area is our number one most house poor area. I know that Miami's pretty expensive to live in, mind you, but specifically that suburban community was listed as number one. Maybe they're too close to the Everglades and they're getting alligators <laughs> on their property. All that mosquitoes and stuff. Everywhere. Well, yeah, they got that too. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the specifics of Oceanside, Chula Vista, and San Diego. So San Diego specifically, the medium household income in the city of San Diego is 138000 The median monthly housing cost is $2,777. And they also said that the yearly housing cost in San Diego is $33,000. And it shows that 39% of the population in there are spending 30% more than what they should be doing. Going out to Chula Vista, average income is $133,618. Housing cost is monthly $2,692. And then the yearly cost for that would be $32,000. And they say 39.1 as well. And lastly, Oceanside. They have an average income of $129,000. And then they are monthly spending twenty-four dollars or rounded up to $2,500. And then they are yearly spending about $30,000, and that makes it nearly 40% are house poor in that area, specifically 39.9. I wanted to also point out that six cities in Florida are in this top 50. Six cities in Florida are in that top 50, and 14 cities are in California. As you can imagine, the more north you get, the more expensive it gets. So San Francisco is pretty high up there, too, along with San Bernardino. Who would want to pay even 50 cents to live in San Francisco I would. It's disgusting up there. I mean, the, po- it the used pollution. to be considered the most beautiful city in the world. I know. It's, I, it's sad to tragedy. See, it's sad to see where it's gone down to. And I again, I might have to blame the politicians up there for not taking care of that city correctly. So Might have to blame them. I don't think there's any might about it. <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to mention, too, 
is due to this study, I know this is breaking news to everybody, but Scott Bayo, after hearing the study, has announced that he's decided to leave California, who, if you don't know, he was the star of Happy Days. Yes. I, Wasn't he a Chachi? Wasn't that his name? That's and, right. And then I, they did that spinoff, Joni Loves Chachi. Well, I was reading the story. I was like, so why is he important in this story? Why are we in mention? Well, Mark- any conservative actor that speaks conservatively is news just because there's so few of them. Oh, is that right? Okay. That or so few of them that have the courage to speak out. I, I was just kind of like, well, why do we need to bring him up in this story? <laughs> I thought the whole point of the story I've often wondered why we need to hear from any actor on things, but if you're only hearing from the liberals and once in a while a conservative speaks up, I guess that is newsworthy. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. Thank you.